1: Next time somebody says St. Louis,
0: what's St. Louis got? Well, you know the answer quite a lot. Roaming St. Louis this week, I ended up at the Missouri Botanical Garden. I'm guessing you've been there before, but as I discovered, there's a lot I didn't know about it. It's one of a handful of world class botanical gardens, and as with Tower Grove Park celebrating its 150th anniversary, the botanical garden was the creation of Henry Shaw. I sat in a beautiful spot with The Garden's Catherine Martin and we started with Mr. Shaw.
2: After he retired at an early age, he took a tour around Europe and saw all of the beautiful botanical gardens there and he was inspired to create one here. And it was something that was very popular in Europe, but at the time in the United States we didn't really have anything like it, so he created one here right in our backyard and we're enjoying the fruits of it many years later.
0: Lots of fruits. There's. There's definitely lots of fruits and vegetables and everything else you can think of. The tour guide who uh, drove us around was great, Elizabeth Moore, and she was talking about how the tulips here that are going to be planted soon, I guess, um, they're trademarked from Holland. Is that true?
2: (laughs) Yes, Um, and so bulbs are planted in the fall, they will bloom in the spring, and as she mentioned, we plant 100,000 bulbs every year, so just imagine how many beautiful flowers you'll see in the spring, and that's tulips, lilies, um, all of those popular uh, springtime plants, and yes, they are trademarked, so they are different each year, and they're vibrant and beautiful, you're getting the best color here at the Missouri Botanical Garden.
0: I had no idea a plant could be copyrighted, and, and I just thought that was fascinating, And she was saying they won't be replanted, they'll be composted. Also, the Garden Glow is coming up, and I know that is one of the favorite events in all of St. Louis all year round. Do you have any idea how many lights there are?
2: We have over a million lights at Garden Glow, and I think what people really love about Garden Glow is that It's spread out throughout the garden and you are immersed in the experience. You're walking through this winter wonderland, all of these beautiful twinkling lights and photo opportunities with your family and holiday displays. So you really feel like you're a part of it. There's special festive food and drink and you can just have a full evening experience here with your friends and family.
0: And it starts uh, right before Thanksgiving, but there are already things that have, have been put in place for this. I mean, it's weeks away. I can't imagine the man and woman power that must go into creating this event.
2: Yes there are many many hours of labor that go into creating Garden Glow and it's a pretty small team that we have here so they start Labor Day weekend we have our Japanese festival as soon as that's over it's time to start putting up Garden Glow and they spend all of those weeks leading up to the opening Uh, every day they're out here putting up a different installation.
0: I understand there's about 100 people that work on the grounds here they have to be very very busy. There is no place on this property that is not immaculately taken care of and so I just can't imagine the amount of work that goes into this.
2: Yes we have a wonderful horticulture crew who are so passionate about their work. So Each horticulturist is assigned a different area of the garden, and so they work in that specific area, and you can tell talking to them their passion for that area. There's a rosarian who takes care of the two rose gardens, and talking with him you can tell how much he loves roses, how much he wants visitors to experience these beautiful plants and see what he loves about them. And each and every one of our staff has that same passion.
0: Now, how do all of the plants get here? Is it just seeds, or do they come, you know ready to put in the ground? I don't know. How how do they arrive?
2: That is a complicated question because (laughs) we have many types of plants here. So some of them are, uh, as you saw on our tour, are trees that have been here for a hundred years or more. So some of them have been here for a very long time. Others are bulbs that we plant seasonally, like the tulips and all those spring plants we are talking about. Um, In others, we do grow from seed. The garden actually has the Ortlieff family hardy plant nursery that is in South St. Louis off uh, it's over by Civil Life Brewing, and we grow plants there, so all of the new plants going into our new landscape by our Jack C. Taylor Visitor Center, we have about 35,000 new plants and we are growing most, most of those over in our Hardy Plant Nursery.
0: Speaking of the visitor center, that's brand new, uh, and, in, and I was just curious as to why the garden decided to, to build a new one, and what, uh, what are the special things about that new visitor center?
2: So our Jack C. Taylor Visitor Center just opened in August, so it, it, it is brand new, and it replaced a visitor center that was built in uh, 1982. And at that time, the garden welcomed about 250,000 people every year. Now we welcome more than one million visitors every year. So we just needed a larger space that would accommodate that that volume of visitors, and it was a chance to rethink the visitor experience. So we've really optimized what your experience is like coming to the Missouri Botanical Garden. So as soon as you enter the building, you can see out into the garden and everything is all on one level, it's very accessible, and we do have those new gardens going both in the front and uh, to the south of the building, which will be planted this spring, so really your experience will begin as soon as you arrive in the parking lot, you will see these new plants that represent the garden's conservation work around the world. You'll walk into the building, be able to see right out. You can see the Climatron, you'll see these new gardens. And um, we offer all of those amenities that are very streamlined. So we have a restaurant, our shop, the restrooms and information desk ticketing. It's all, you can see it as soon as you walk in and it just makes for a very easy visitor experience.
0: Our tour guide, Elizabeth, told us a little bit about the, uh, the Climatron. How cool that is. I think she said it was the first geodesic dome.
2: The first geodesic dome uses an indoor conservatory.
0: Wow, okay. The
2: Climatron opened in 1960, Uh, so we celebrated our 60th birthday of the Climatron a few years ago. And it is, you're not going to find anywhere else like that in St. Louis. It's a rainforest setting. It's a great place to come on a cold day. It's always 85 degrees in those hundred degree days in the summer. You can go cool off in the climate.
0: <laughs> and yeah, I've been through that thing and it is just remarkable just to read all the little cards. the plants from all over the world. I mean just every single corner of the planet are in there and you can you can uh, see what they look like and um, I think there, she said there were some uh, creatures. In there too.
2: There are some geckos in there they are our pest control so they eat the insects in there and the plants are from all around the world and there are some rare and endangered plants that you can't see anywhere else and there's actually three plants in the garden that are extinct in the wild that we have in our collection that you can see on display here.
0: Some other things I learned that were interesting, uh, Henry Shaw had one of the houses that's on the property here taken from downtown brick by brick and rebuilt.
2: He did. His city home was on 7th and Locust, and it is now here in the Missouri Botanical Garden. And it was indeed, according to his will, uh, moved here brick by brick and rebuilt. And that now serves as an administrative building, so we have offices in there. But you can see it, uh, as you saw on the tram tour, and you can see it while you're walking through the garden.
0: And one of the other exhibits is plants and sound very interesting combination there. Can you tell me about that?
2: Yes. Yeah, so that is in our sax Museum, which I encourage everyone to come see if you haven't been into the sax Museum. Um, it is one of the original structures from the garden, but it was closed for about 30 years and reopened in 2018. And right now we have our exhibit on plants and sound. So if you think about music and instruments, almost all instruments are made from plants. They give us the the tools we need to to make music so you can learn more about um, all the different plants behind your favorite instruments and there's instruments from all over the world Um, there's some from madagascar um, there's from south america it's a really fascinating collection
0: continuing our conversation now with katherine martin from the missouri botanical garden that's where i was roaming this week we sat outside in the warm fall weather and enjoyed the view I asked her about her favorite spot on the 79-acre property.
2: One of my favorite spots is the Ottoman Garden up here. And it's one of those spots that I think a lot of people walk past and they miss. But it's, it's very, I'll take you over there before you leave. It's very peaceful and quiet and a beautiful setting where you can just sit and relax. And I sometimes like to take my laptop out there and do my work.
0: The Orchid Festival. Is there a festival or event? Orchid Show. Orchid Show is coming back.
2: It is. For the first time since 2020, we will have the Orchid Show opening in 2023. And this is open uh, in the winter, end of January to the end of February. So it's something nice to to take a break from that winter weather and see these tropical plants. And the Missouri Botanical Garden actually has one of the largest and oldest collections of orchids of anywhere in the world. So you will see uh, some orchids dating back to the 1800s. Um, You will see orchids that you can't see anywhere else. And the garden actually does research and conservation work around the world. So we even describe new species of orchids, um, which you might not necessarily see in the show. But that just speaks more to the breadth of the garden's work on orchids.
0: Yeah, tell me a little bit more about the education aspect of the botanical garden or the outreach that you do in the community.
2: So we do a lot in our global community as well as our local community. Um, We, our scientists, uh, do conservation work around the world. Um, In recent years, we've been to about 90 different countries uh, working on plants, and there's about 35 countries we have a regular presence in. Our largest program's in Madagascar, um, where there's more than 150 garden staff members who work on conservation there, and we actually manage 12 protected nature areas in Madagascar.
0: Halfway around the world, you have people connected to St. Louis through um, growing things and research. It's just amazing.
2: We get photos and videos from that program, and you see a truck driving through the rainforest in Madagascar, and it says Missouri Botanical Garden on the side, so (laughs) we're all around the world.
0: How about that?
2: And we do conservation work closer to home as well, Um, working with uh, native plants in Missouri and throughout the Midwest. And so we really are working. Uh, we are at a crisis point with, with plants. We're losing many of them to climate change and other struggles. So we are doing what we can to save those species.
0: So there's lots of missions here. There are, you know, saving the plants, appreciating them, uh, the beauty of them, and also scientific aspects, uh, outreach to the community. There's so many different things that this garden brings to the city of st louis it's got to be satisfying to work here
2: yes and it's wonderful when you tell someone more about that mission work and more about what the garden does around the world or you tell them we're one of the top three botanical gardens in the world and as a native st louis and people don't always realize what a treasure we have here and it's great to share that knowledge with them and it's something st Louisans should really be proud of
0: absolutely and you drive by don't just drive by stop in become a member that's That's a good thing. I'm a member, actually, and and just did that a few months ago, and I love it because I I live close enough that I can come over here and enjoy it, and the other thing I like about it is that every time I come here, I find something different that I didn't see because how big is it?
2: 79 acres, and as Elizabeth mentioned on our tour, it's different every time you come here. Something different is in bloom. Fall color changes every day, week to week. And another great part of your membership, um, you mentioned you live around here, but we also have two other sites that you get to access with your memberships. The Butterfly House out in Chesterfield and Shaw Nature Reserve out in Gray Summit, which has more than 2,000 acres. Uh, and There's 14 miles of trails you can explore Missouri's beautiful native uh, plants and animals
0: that's part of the membership i didn't know that now i'm gonna now have to get, take advantage and of that
2: fall is a wonderful time to take a hike out at shaw nature reserve and you get the free admission with your garden membership
0: so Catherine, i understand that the visitor center was phase two of a three-phase project what's the final phase
2: The final phase will be the opening next year of our Bayer Event Center. And so that's going to be a beautiful facility people can rent out for weddings, uh, which, as you can imagine, we're a very popular location for weddings, um, corporate events, all those kinds of things. And it will uh, be right here in the garden, a beautiful site. So we we encourage people to, to look for that when it opens.
0: Well, that sounds good. And I really appreciate your time. And, you know, I have to say, as I've been roaming St. Louis in the last few weeks, this has to be the best location that I've been in terms of beauty. It's hard to beat this
2: place. It is, and it's, it's wonderful that it's right here in the heart of the city of St. Louis. So it's an oasis in the city, and it's close to many other attractions. And we just hope you come and take, take some time to smell the flowers.
0: Katherine Martin from the Missouri Botanical Garden. Enjoyed our visit? I will post later today a video with some professional photography of the garden. It's gorgeous. So you can see that at KMOX.com. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. will always be worth it.